Let me tell you who I am. I am a survivor, a teenage mother, a welfare recipient, and a woman. I am a teacher, life coach, minister, lawyer, and author. I've had my share of breakups, breakdowns, and breakthroughs. I did my work and put my life back together piece by piece. I am Ianla Van Zandt, and I am here to help you do your work. On July 4th, reality TV star Evelyn Lozada married football player and Dancing with the Stars standout Chad Johnson, formerly known as Ocho Cinco. Just 38 days after their wedding, Evelyn accused Chad of domestic violence, saying he headbutted her during an argument that resulted in her getting stitches on her forehead. He denied the charge. Since then, Evelyn has filed for divorce, and Chad has been fired by his team, the Miami Dolphins. I was in their home just four weeks before all hell broke loose. I sensed something wasn't right when Evelyn and I talked about Chad, their marriage, and her own violent temper. I'm in not-so-sunny Florida. Clouds overhead. Maybe that's how it really is for Evelyn Lozada and her football player, larger-than-life personality husband, Chad Ochocinco. Looks good on the outside, but I'm here to find out what's really going on on the inside. They're learning that when you have a big life, you also have some big issues. Evelyn Lozada was cast on the hit reality series Basketball Wives because of a past relationship with an NBA player. Millions tune in every week to watch her sometimes unpredictable and violent behavior. Evelyn's recent wedding to bad boy, playboy, NFL star Chad Johnson created a lot of buzz. Chad tweeted as he walked down the aisle. And neither one of them is shy about letting others in on their personal business, often tweeting about their relationship, sex life, and fights. Evelyn recently published an emotional letter on the Huffington Post. It was a letter she wrote to her seven-year-old self. I knew it was a cry for help. That's why I went to see them. Hello! Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How good. are you? I'm good. So before we go inside, yes. I want to talk to you. Yes. Because I, I believe in respecting people's homes. Thank you. I am not here to do television. I'm here to support you in your healing. I want us to be real clear about that. Thank you. And I want us to create some boundaries. There may be some things I say to you you don't want to hear. There may be some things I ask you to do that you don't agree with, you don't like, you're afraid of. I'm going to walk this all the way out with you to the end, yeah? Thank you. The minute I get any sense, inkling, that you ain't in this for real, I'm out. Are we clear? Very. Okay. Here we go. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> Newly married. This is yes, like your husband's two, home. Right, and I moved into it uh, maybe like what a year ago now. Really? He's actually not here. He had to go to L.A. At first, Chad said that he was going to be a part of the process. 
but we found out minutes before the taping that he wasn't going to be there. And I knew something was off right then. Yeah. The universe you, set it up so yes. that you have me all to yourself. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I met some of Evelyn's family. Her mother, Sylvia, who was visiting from New York. Hi. Hi, this is my New York sister, right? Hello, my daughter. And three of Chad's children, 14-year-old Ja'Kyra, <laughs> Miss Ja'Kyra, <laughs> nine-year-old Sade. How are you? Good. And Shiel, who's seven. Shiel. Evelyn also has a 19-year-old daughter who lives in California. So, in a very short time, you are a wife, a mother, a dog keeper. Yes, <laughs> I am. It doesn't look or sound like some of the stuff that you would expect from a basketball wife. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, you know what, it's, you know, most people don't get to see that side of my life. What I saw in this household was it's pretty, it's lavish, but it felt stark and in many ways cold. All this glass, what is that about? Well, this, this is something that he wanted to add in. But it's like being on display. Right. Interesting. Like, it says Chad's place. Yes. So is that all of this or just in there? All of this, I don't, I don't really come up here. You know, sometimes it doesn't when, look very feminine. <laughs> no, this this is this is his you know area. So this is. <laughs> oh my God. A mess, and I actually <laughs> was gonna clean it up, but I said no. I'm actually gonna leave it the way it is because we're always ripping and running and, and traveling and all over the place. But as you can see, uh, we have a. I can't even close my mouth. A shoe fetish. This yeah. is really a, a real way to keep people away from you. <laughs> I, I really, I don't understand the shoes. <laughs> the spikes. I don't get the spikes. This is reality. This is reality. Yeah. So what, is what, is, what is this like for you? Because um, I have to tell you, it's a lot for me. Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. You know, I'm flying everywhere and just trying to balance life. Why? Why? Why are you doing all that? I like to work. I like having my own independence. I like um, having my own money. It, it, it just makes me feel comfortable. If we take away the shows, the shoes, the house, the money, the superstar husband, what's left? Just me, I'm a, my daughter, me being a great mother, which is something I've been focused on. You know, I had her at 17 and who are you? Me. Who are you? In, I don't, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Evelyn's violent and often inappropriate behavior on Basketball Wives stirred up a lot of media attention. For many, it was unacceptable. Star Jones called her out in a tweet that prompted a boycott of the show. And that might have gotten Evelyn's attention, but what really woke her up was her stepdaughters. They were really my, you know, inspiration and the reason why I had that aha moment. Because you're filming, you're not thinking about who's watching the show. Own that. I'm filming. Yeah. I'm not thinking. Right, right. But when you realized that there are people watching you. Right. Your stepdaughters being right. among the people. Right. 
you had this aha. The, the older one, Shade, goes, I seen when you were on the television, you know, me throwing the bottle and that whole, I said to myself, I was so embarrassed. And I said to myself, what is going on? And, and you know, and I told her, I said, you know, so I jokingly, I said, that wasn't me. And they were like, yes, it was you, Evelyn. And they thought it was wonderful. And I'm like, oh, I'm mortified. I'm like, oh my God. Were you mortified because they saw it or were you mortified because that didn't represent the truth of who you are? Both, both. So then why'd you do it? Caught up in the moment, going from zero to 10, I always say, I don't have a medium. A boundary. When that trigger goes off, it's here. I don't have that, ever. Is it that you don't have it or that you haven't been taught how to use it? That's how every woman in my family dealt with conflict. You know, we didn't sit down and do this. That's how my life was. And it's so oh, you're kind of comfortable with the chaos. Because <laughs> my life is, you know, there's always been chaos but me, in my family. That's not good for you. I know. And do you know? I do know. Because when you know, your behavior changes. Right. Do you know or do you think or do you feel that's not good? I do know that it's not good. And, and it I hasn't feel... changed because? Well, I'm now changing and working on changing that. You know, just how I react, you know, to certain things, or if I feel like I'm going to that place, I'm like, relax. Holding your breath. That's not relaxing, that's holding your breath. You know, I, I, I try to uh, not, you know, deal with things how I normally deal with things. You know, yelling, cursing, you know, in your face. That's, I get nowhere, and I know I get nowhere, but, it's all I know, and all I've known today. until today. I don't think she really understood the energy under her nasty words, gestures, and the violent acts that she dishes out to the other women on Basketball Wives. So what do you want to see come out of our time together? I just wanna, I want to not stress. I, I don't want chaos. You well, know. you might start by taking them spikes off your shoes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, come on. You see, we are women. Everything we do matters, Evelyn. I am not my sister's keeper. I am my sister. I am you. You are me. I'm on defense mode. I'm, okay, that's good. I'm we on need defense to know mode. that. You go I'm in with... I'm actually always on defense mode. Because? I don't trust anybody. I just, I'm always... So many things have happened in my life, just feeling, uh, you know, stabbed in the back, just taken advantage of, so. At what point does that give you permission to throw a drink in another woman's face? She was making my life hell. No. At the time. No. This your reaction why. to her behavior made your life hell, because that's real simple. Right. Because at that time, you knew the camera was rolling, right? Right. When you called her the first, the second, the third B word. In that moment, okay, I'm so thinking about my daughter, you know. That's not how you protect your daughter calling another woman a bitch. Right. You're well, not, not a victim, beloved. Here's a question I want you to ponder. What is it about you 
that creates that with the people in your world. Not this is happening to me, not they're doing this to me, but who am I being right now? Who am I and who am I being that someone would believe they have permission to behave like this in my life? Mm. You are the only one who gets to say what goes on in your life. Right. You've been rewarded for being out of order and a thug among women. You gotta get that and only you can change it. And we've gotta know what is it gonna cost you to become the truth of who you are. Because it's gonna cost you. Do you know that? I don't know that. Well, I'm telling you it's gonna cost you. And we gotta get clear about what it's gonna cost and whether or not you're willing to pay. Because see, you get paid for that. Will you get paid to be the truth of who you are as a woman in this world? Does anybody ever really acknowledge the good you are? No. Do you know the good you are? Do you know it? I do. But you cover it up with that. Why? Not sure. Are you willing to find out? Yes. You sure now? Evelyn decided to write this after she witnessed her stepdaughters imitating her vicious outbursts. It's an emotional letter written to her seven-year-old self, published in the Huffington Post. Read this line for me right here. This one, this one. I like that line. Right okay. You'll carry the fear of failure with you each second because deep down, you'll realize that you yourself had never been taught better. Better than the negativity. So if I were to read this, because you wrote this to mm -hmm. you. Right. I carry the fear of failure with me each second because deep down I realize that I have never been taught better than the negativity. So who are you? A product of negativity. Thrust <laughs> into the spotlight. Right. That's a lot, Miha. That's a lot. And in there, I wonder what you've taken on to protect yourself. I, I see the seven-year-old. scared out of her mind. On which day of the week do you feel like that? I'm scared. Out of your mind. Every day. Do it this way. I don't want you thinking about it. Repeat and complete. Because I'm going to hold on to you. Because I'm not really sure anybody's really held on to you at the hard moment. Would that be accurate? I mean, the real hard moments. Yeah. 
See, I see that part of you. Just close your eyes for me. No, I'm going to hold you. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to compromise your dignity. And whatever you say to me, I promise you, I'm not going to use it against you. I'm not going to use it against you. What scares me the most is not being loved. Go deeper and repeat this for me. What scares me the most is what scares me the most is, is being by myself. OK, take a breath. And when you think about this money and fame and fortune and the shoes and the chaos and the, what scares me the most is? What scares me the most is not having anything. Yes. Because you've been there. I've been there. And that hurts. And that's scary. Yeah. Here's an awareness I want you to have, beloved. You call it anger. But I say that most of what you've done has been out of fear. Yeah. Stay in there with her, that little seven-year-old. <sighs> yeah. Say this for her and with her. I'm scared. I'm scared? Yeah. I am so scared. I am so scared. Yeah. Let her say it. I'm just so scared. I'm just so scared? Yeah. Yeah. Let it come up. I got you. I got you. Let it come up. I got you. I got you. You don't have to swallow it this time. Come here. Put your face over here so everybody don't see it. Turn this way. <laughs> turn this way. Yeah. And just let her weep. Just let her weep. Because <laughs> she's scared to death, Evelyn. She don't know how she got here. She don't know how to stay here. And she doesn't know how long she's going to be here. And that's pretty darn frightening, would you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's OK. It's OK. <laughs> I know exactly where you are. Been there. Been there. And the only one in the family to make it this far, you don't even have a model of what to do with this life, do you? No. Some of us fall into success. Some of us get thrust into success. But few of us really know how to handle it. It's okay. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. You know, being the most successful one out of everyone and just being put on this platform and this pedestal, and it's just a lot of pressure. Yeah. When you haven't seen it modeled. Right. Yeah. I just want to do good, like I know, yeah. you know, I love people and know that I feel like I was put in this position for a reason. I just don't know what that is. You know, I know it's not to act a fool on TV. Yeah. Well, you know what, beloved? In order for you to do good, you got to first believe that you are good. And I don't think anybody's told you that recently. Yeah. I was beginning to recognize that Evelyn's rage stems from a family pattern that she needs to confront. 
everything is connected to how you are raised, and many blame their parents for all their issues. It's an easy excuse. We are the products of what we are exposed to growing up. However, at some point, you have to move on. You cannot blame your parents forever, and I wanted Evelyn to get that. You did the best you could based on who you were, not who you are and the information you had at the time. I don't want you to answer me. I want you to think about it. I want you to sit in it. Because we're talking now, uh, superstar husband, four new children, five dogs, spotlight cameras. Who are you? When the lights are gone and the camera's off, who are you? That's what's going to sustain you. And I'm not sure you're clear about that. I'm not. And when you get clear about that, beloved, everything else will fall in line. And it may start with you just getting clear about who you're not. Because you're not a cussing maniac. You're not just the studs on your shoes. You're not. So maybe if we start with who you're not, we can get clear about who you are. In the meantime, I'm going to go talk to the place I think it all starts for you, which is your mother. Good? Good. Give me a hug. Thank you both for being here. I, um, I had a little brief conversation with your mom. And uh, one of the things that I said to her was that who you are as a woman really is a reflection of what you saw modeled. Would that be accurate for you? That would be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that she feels like she's got to be ready to defend and protect herself all the time? Did you know that? No. Where'd you learn that? Guess mom. Oh, well, you know, my mom. mom was very, you know, protective of us. What did that look like, her protecting you? Her cursing you out. Did you talk to your mother growing up? No. Okay. I wasn't raised by my mom. Who were you raised by? By my grandmother. Mother really, like, gave me away. How old were you when you realized you were a motherless child? I was six years old. As a young child, Sylvia says her mother sent her to live in Puerto Rico with her grandmother. Unable to speak the language, Sylvia felt alone and afraid. I just remember my grandmother talking to me, but I didn't know how to answer her back. And then my so-called mother decided to um, send for me. What I want you to see here is the pattern, the pattern of abandonment by women that influences your relationships with women. You said it in your letter. I never learned how to do it any different because she didn't know how to do it. And you didn't know because your mother didn't know. Because you can only be who she taught you to be. And you've got to see, she doesn't have a real good clue about who she is. I feel like my mom didn't deserve that. You know, like she abandoned my mom and... What you're talking about is being a little girl who felt like she was alone 
and afraid. What do you want her to know about how you felt at seven? Tell her. It just, I didn't feel loved sometimes. If your mom were to look into you, what would she see? Someone that's afraid. Someone that's hurt. Someone that definitely doesn't feel like she's perfect. I know I'm, I'm, I'm a good person. She is. And it's tough sometimes, because what's out there is not that person. It's my fault. You haven't always been For at me your emulating best. what I've seen. I just feel bad, because I feel like she just doesn't know better. She didn't know better. She gave you the best she had, and it still wasn't enough. If you had to ask her for forgiveness, what would you ask her to forgive you for? Um, for the days you felt frightened and I wasn't there. Please forgive me. I'm so, so sorry for anything I've ever said or done to cause you shame, to hurt you. Please forgive me. <laughs> I read in, in, in your paperwork and even from you, that you said that, you know, she didn't have a dad in her life, and you think that's where the anger comes from. And you said, perhaps because you didn't have a dad in your life. Right. Could he have something to do with why I feel disconnected? I think he has something to do with why you say you married a man who told you he may cheat on you. Me and him have real open conversations as to this lifestyle. And this is all I've seen, you know? The lifestyle, you know, being really good friends with other um, women who are married in relationships with these men. No, they're married. They ain't in relationship. They're married. So, and, and just in this world that I live in, you, so many things happen, not just the men, the women, you, you see so much. How was your relationship with her father? We had a good relationship at the beginning. At the end, we didn't. Why? Because I know he was playing me dirty. Okay. Yeah, your father cheated on me. Yeah, yeah I letter. never really knew. I never asked. But I never had anything more. Because you say he cheated on you one time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And, and yet you say you want to know about the cheating. I said if there's ever a feeling or a thought in your mind that you want to go there, I'd rather know about it. Mm. I'd rather know about it than you, than him, you know, sneak around. If you're in a place where you have a desire to, you know, um, be with someone else or because I get it. I get what temptation is. I get, you know, that... Uh... Do you want a husband that sleeps with other women? No, absolutely not. Okay. That's absolutely. all I would... I was just really not. waiting. That's all I wanted to know. I just want to know. I, I, am I wrong for wanting to know? I, are I, you, who you are do? you? Right. Who are you, you that you would want to know? find out that he cheated on you. Oh, our relationship would be over. Does he understand that that's a deal breaker? You cheat on me, I'm done. Have you communicated that to your husband? Yes. I'm done? Yes. Okay. 
So when I think about this, your marriage, what comes up for me is, Evelyn, you in trouble, girl. <laughs> Why is that? Because he's an athlete? Do you and the man you are married to have a relationship? We do. We have fun together. We have amazing conversations. We just feel comfortable talking to him about anything, you know. He knows things that no one knows, you know. It's, it, it was really refreshing to have that with somebody. And them not judge you, you know. But just... what did he say about the bad behavior on the show? So he, he doesn't, it's not, he's not sitting there with me every week to watch it. He, he thinks it's just, it's too much, too much, too much drama. He goes, why are you, why are you acting like that? Why, why, why are you, why are you doing that? So where is he? Why isn't he here? I'm concerned because he is the head of your household. So if you shift out of the craziness he loves, We'll be walking down two different paths. Well, what direction is he leading you in? Do you know? If you don't have a vision for yourself, what's the vision you're bringing to the marriage? Mm. Never thought about it like that. You said, I'm afraid of not being loved. I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of losing it all. How much of that was present when you walked into this marriage with a man who said, I'm a work in progress, you're gonna have to take me as I am. Is that what you want? I kind of feel like I'm a work in progress. We too. all are. You know what I mean? If you can't control your penis, where are you gonna lead me to? Right. Gotta be real clear that that's the level of conversation you have to have with your husband. What kind of team do y'all want to be? I want to be a winning team. But on the winning team, he was a low scorer. Right. A man who's not accountable to anybody is a danger to himself. You said in your vows that we will overlook each other's weaknesses and shortcomings. Not a good plan. Not to overlook them, maybe to work on them together, trust each other enough to point them out to each other. Tell me about this tweeting thing. We met on Twitter. Yes. You know, so yeah. I love uh, social networking, right. and it's something that I really, really enjoy. I love interacting with uh, people on there, uh, talking about anything and everything. Um, but what don't you tell on there? That, that is just, where are the boundaries? When I'm in the bathroom. But where are the <laughs> boundaries of time, energy? Your husband tweeted, I was almost had a threesome last night. Only thing missing was the other person, the third person. <laughs> I really thought that was kind of cute. Is, uh, this is his humor. He's a married man now. The tweeting's very frustrating. I will, I'm gonna really admit to that. Are you afraid to create boundaries with him about what is and isn't acceptable. Create boundaries. No, I'm not afraid. I think I'm probably the only person in his life that uh, tells him how it is. 
Well, what happens when you draw your line in the sand and give him a consequence for crossing it? The same thing with yourself. Because it's tough because when I do say something, he says, this is how my personality is. You know, why do you want me to change? It Tweet. doesn't work. You get that. What is your greatest fear about your marriage? That we're going to end up divorced like everyone else. Without the husband, without the cars, the money, the show, the bank accounts, when you strip down in the shower in the morning and nobody else is around, who are you? I'm not sure how to articulate that. Ask me. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? I am Ianla Van Zandt, a humble, reverent servant and minister of God. That's what governs my life. I hear you. Who are you? I am Evelyn Lozada. Someone that's becoming a servant of God. Wow. What's going to happen on the show if you shift and change? It probably won't be a show. Why not? It's a reality show. Here's a reality for you. I had an awakening, and I'm shifting in my life, and I got to figure out how to bring my husband along with me. Oh, that's going to be some reality. And uh, hear me very good. As you begin to align with that identity, doesn't mean, my beloved, that you can't do everything you are doing right now. You want to do it more consciously, with a bigger vision, in a way that brings honor to who you are, who you serve, and those who see you. Who are you? Evelyn Lozada, and I'm here to serve. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow, how does that feel? Feels good. I'm going to make myself available to you to be your accountability partner. And we can create a weekly call, a check-in. What's the matter? Just grateful. I told you earlier, I'm going to hold on to you because you have no foundation for what you're in. And I had no foundation and fell flat on my face. The way you've been coping with fear is when it gets triggered up by something someone does or says, you go into anger and rage because you can then control the vulnerability. It's no longer appropriate for who you are. Can I tell you what I appreciate about you? I appreciate your courage. Not your strength and your hardness and your bravado. <laughs> your courage to humble yourself enough to ask for help. I appreciate that we've been together since the sun came up, and you haven't used not one foul word in my presence. That's really a demonstration of respect for yourself. 
demonstrating to you that you really can do this differently. Right. Now, I've been with you all day, and you ain't fed me. <laughs> I need food, too. So now I'm going to feed you. OK. Feed me, girl. <laughs> My time in Miami was coming to an end, but before I left, I wanted to sit down with Evelyn and her stepdaughters. After all, they were the ones who inspired Evelyn to change her nasty ways. Okay, tell me why. Why was I here today? To help Evelyn become a better person. Okay. They're good examples for us. Yeah. Have you been, have you been watching her show? What do you think? Maybe she just should have approached her in a different way. That's what I think. You know, just listening to you guys, you know, talk about me and my actions and the things that I've done on TV and things that I'm not really proud of. Okay. But you cried one time. I did. And I'm yeah. here to tell you guys that I'm sorry for being a bad example. I'm now your stepmother, your dad's wife, and I haven't always handled things the right way. And I don't want you guys to do what I've done. So I'm here to tell you that I'm sorry for doing that. I want your forgiveness. Do you guys forgive me? Yeah. <laughs> when you hear her say that, how does that make you feel? Um, happy that she's willing to change for us. Oh, <laughs> that's great, baby. And to be a better example for you, when you hear Evelyn say that, she wants, she asks for your forgiveness because she. And I forgive her. Yeah. So I um, I'm going to leave you. You can go check. Who are you? Evelyn Lozada, and I'm here to serve. Well, I am Yanla Van Zant. I am an interruption to the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> and I am proud of you. Thank you. Give me a hug. Mm. We'll talk real soon. Thank you. <laughs>